0: Hello my friends, today we are talking to David, the CEO at Neuro Robotics, and we discuss his vision of using robotics to make the world a better place, how this will be achieved using their advanced collaborative robots, and why having love and passion for your mission will allow you to achieve anything that you set out to do. All of this right here, right now on the Modern CTO Podcast. This is the Modern CTO Podcast. I was so excited. Last time I um, was talking with the CTO over there and uh, Hendrik, correct? That's his name? Yes. He was awesome. And we were talking about cobots, and he was explaining all of that to me. But when we had talked, you guys had just had your conference. I think it was uh, Future Days Conference. How did that go? Amazing, actually. So we, yeah, we presented all the new products which we were hiding for uh, for
1: almost two years. So and yeah, it was a reveal of something we have done in the past and before, like nobody was allowed actually to even mention anything. So that was actually great. Yeah, it was an amazing day, and we had also amazing feedback. I think until now just
0: good feedback. So. I think we made a great job. And did you like completely transition the name to Neuro Robotics now? Where's that at? So how did you first get into robotics?
1: Yeah, I just somehow get through in. So I'm, I did not study robotics, actually. So I was actually far away of robots. Actually, even when I started to design the first robot, it was in a Swiss company, which uh, was actually building all kind of other machines like metal cutting machines. and um, yeah the senior boss there want to do something more exciting. so he, he was uh, thinking about to do like uh, 3D printing uh, machines or robots. one of these two things he wants to do. So this is why he hired like two persons for it and I was one of them. So I never saw a robot before, but I saw it probably but didn't I never touch one before and there I had to design one. So yeah, that's how I got in touch with it. (laughs) I just designed one. And then, uh, yeah, but we did a great job. Like 11 months later, we designed actually not just a cobot. We also designed an industrial robot. And we did it like in a time I think nobody else would ever do it because we did not know that it should take longer. So that's how I got in touch with robots. And uh, in this time, I got in love with robots. So I started to uh, Research to
0: see what's actually on your market, what's the gap, and, and that's how we started. What was the purpose or the task that your first robot accomplished? We
1: f- uh, firstly made a smart cobot for for assembly tasks, like something to put parts in in each other with with a sense of feeling. That was actually so we had like torque uh, torque uh, torque sensors inside in each axis, and that's how we uh, actually started and. Later, like, well, like we did not really even think about <laughs> for what exactly. We just uh, started like to do uh, a Cobot, which is better than the others on the market because the era of covid just started. So a robot which is working uh, together with humans, and there was just two others, and we were the third. And uh, yeah, that's how we did it, actually. There was not much explanation, actually. It was just a question about do we do robots or three uh, d printers? and, we decided to do uh, robots because I believe even robots can do 3D printing one day. So that's why, (laughs) um, yeah, that's actually why and how. And later we found like all kinds of applications started like with just standard picking and placing like uh, autonomously and then later like more advanced, like with the sense of feeling. And I think in a very short time we did like a great job and, uh, many companies, like uh, the first time when we presented, actually, many companies came after us and tried to to buy this company, but we were not able to, like uh, the boss of the company was 70 years old. So it was his hobby. He was not really looking for more money. He was more looking for something, changing the world, doing something crazy and uh, have like a footprint somewhere in the world. And that's how we started, actually. So it was ambitious and but also and yeah. A cool dream of him. And that's how I started. So I dreamed actually with him, his dream, and later made my own dream out of it. And that's actually how everything started.
0: That's amazing. So you get your experience building these first robots. And then how did you come into Hans robot?
1: Actually, um, yeah, so I was uh, about seven years before I, I, I started doing like robots. And then I was running actually about three companies. So one is actually also a 3D printing company later, also a robotics company. And I love the products we did. We did like the most accurate robot in the world. We did uh, super sensitive robots. We did like really cool things in a very short time. Really, uh, everybody loved our products, but the issue was more, like in the management, we were two persons which were leading this company and we did not have exactly the same vision and not exactly the same dream about. Uh, I was always dreaming about something which is more than just like industrial robot, something which is really able to assist me in any way or as something which can even like, like um, help in some social issues like server society. But for that, I thought robots have to be smarter. Robots have to have like more senses, more... Uh, Like abilities, or like to know the environment and also interact with the environment, and that's how actually I was looking for some investors for it. So because I decided to leave the other company, even I had a great time there, and uh, so I was looking for some investors and had some great investment from Asia, and then started also to build a team out of it. And and that's how actually I also uh, asked Hendrik about if he wants to join a crazy new startup which is doing like things which is not possible to the others. And um, yeah, so I just, I was uh, one of the founders of the company. So uh, it was actually my dream came through. So I found the right investor, found the right team. So we started with 14 people on the first day. That was the crazy thing. Right? Because the people were still like in safe jobs. They had like amazing jobs at Airbus or in other top companies here. And they all left the companies before even having a contract because they just trusted me because I promised them I will find an investor. I promised them that uh, we will do something what just we want to do, like not somebody tell, telling us what to do, it's like something which is crazy. And, yeah, that's how we started. 14 people in this room, actually. And until now, I'm super happy about this decision. I think um, maybe later I can even show you some products. It's, it's cool what we did in a very short time.
0: You are my type of people, my friend. That's how our company is over here. We just dream of stuff and then go make it happen. And it's hard too because there will—you be, have to find the right people that can see the future with you, and then you have to just, you know, keep going and persist when things get difficult. So yeah, I—I I love it in your in your profile you were talking about, and you were just talking about a little bit there, but like revolutionizing the robotics industry, right? But one phrase caught my attention. You said, revolutionize the robotics industry in the shortest amount of time possible. So like, what's your perspective there?
1: Yes. So there, the most people always, when I was talking to investors, they always said, hey, come on, man, you're a little crazy. So Maybe we just do like step by step and things like that. Like everybody, like especially here in Germany, they're very conservative. So they were like, uh, but in there I have like a really clear vision, and I actually have not just a vision; it's also an idea of like how it should be and how it should look like. So this is why, even in the first day when we started here in this room, I was talking about uh, the the vision and about what we are doing. I think the most were even. Thinking again, oh my God! What did I do? I joined like a, uh, someone who is crazy. But I think today we look back and we did even more, and that's actually the amazing thing. That's like we we want to do make a robot feel. We will. We want to make a robot see, hear, and even one day smell. And that's actually an ambitious dream. But there is already a lot of things already in the market. Like we just don't see it. Right? I mean, we are talking to our smartphone, so that's how we can also talk to our robot. So you, you're you're doing, like, a lot of the cameras today, like the drones and everything. There's many abilities with it, you know? We can scan rooms. We can do things already. But they're not in the robot until now. So this is why it was nothing like a crazy new development. It's more about putting things together, which are already there. So this is why we made it, actually, also until now in a very short time. So also the people, getting the best people together was the most important thing, I think. Um, we got, like, ahead of... Um, uh, like the biggest AI uh, project in Europe uh, for our uh, he's leading our AI group and um, we have like uh, also our CTO he's he's he was doing like with me together before like the most accurate robots we, we did like big machines like even uh, robots which were uh, mobile and were milling like big uh, parts of airplanes Which everybody was saying it's impossible because the accuracy is not there and whatever. We made it possible because we were just thinking differently. And then we have like every kind of decision, uh, like even in control, we have people which make control, but they always dreamed about something better, maybe faster controlling, maybe different, maybe with uh, with some new uh, neural networks, like to make it even smarter in the future, make it like more accurate even over time and things like that. So there were always people that had dreams. But they were never allowed to make them happen. Or, and that was actually our company. And this is our company, actually. We, we let the people uh, just make their own dreams happen. And that's why we we're so fast. So, they, and because everybody of them wants to make it as fast as possible, and everybody uh, wants just to bring their feature as fast as possible to market. So, this is why we are also saying we are the first and actually the only uh, like commercialized uh, cognitive robot, not just COVID. Or, so, we have really a robot, and I can show you maybe later something. It's private because I can't (laughs) publish it yet, but um, we do actually, we have already a product which is actually exactly doing that that I'm telling. So we have something which feels, sees, hears, and even interacts with us in a natural way. And that's actually an amazing part.
0: That is so cool. I was telling Hendrik, I want like a cobot, like to be in my house and then I can program it. And maybe like I put on some gloves and I show it how to undo the dishwasher or something. And then it learns how to do that. You know, that's specific to like my kitchen and my dishes because I'm programming it the first couple of times. But I think it. Would, I think in the future, like, I just see we will <clears throat> we'll have this robot at home that will assist us in these various mundane tasks. Yes. I think very soon, actually. That's that's why we're doing like step by step, like Elon Musk does also.
1: Or he talk, he's talking about going to Mars. In real, he was flying to ISS. Or it's cool. Um, it's already, but it's one step. Or and so that's why the people are freaking out about him. And that's actually the same for us. We are doing step by step. So we are doing first the robot arm, which is able to do all these tasks by itself. Or so it's just an arm. But uh, the next ambitious uh, like um, goal for us is actually having something which is like even maybe looking a little bit more similar like a human, having arms, having legs, to go everywhere. Because until now, it's more like arms. You can put two arms together, and then they're able to do many cool things, even like dishwasher. But here, actually, that's the approach of us. is not even having a, a kind of programming. It's more about learning from humans. So it means like is seeing a human, seeing what a human does by following our fingers and also follow, following like exactly what we're doing and then just trying to repeat, right? And that's actually um, the learning process and the AI what uh, enables the robot to be like, smarter and faster to program, because until now, why there is no, uh, no robots in your home are very simple, because <laughs> it's too complicated. It's not possible. it's too expensive. And that's why we believe with a new era of robots, cognitive robots, we will be able to do that, because everybody is going to use them, like in any kind of in, uh, industries, in fields, homes, kitchens restaurants like in in some uh, hospitals i mean that's enables like many new things and that's
0: actually our goal also you're like the elon musk of robots because that position is open right he's got space and batteries and electric vehicles but you're going to be like the elon musk of robotics uh would be my dream yes i mean
1: way yes. to uh to make something uh, possible which not possible until now and i think we we did a great job and we have to potential now because there I can guarantee actually there's no robot right now in the market, uh, like even available, which has all these abilities we have. And, um, and that's crazy. And if you want, we can really do like one time, like I can go through our labs, and you can see some crazy things, like our robot, like the future of even going shopping, or I mean, our robot can just scan the environment and like detect like any kind of objects, like any kind of uh, things, it will just detect and also recognize them and right away also being able to grasp them without telling them how, you know? So because it just looks like how the part looks like and then just making own decisions, and that's actually a cool thing. And uh, that makes, like, also, like, uh, when the people come here the first time, they always freak out and say, like, wow, oh, how did you do it? Because they bring something which they have in pocket and put it there on the table, and the robot somehow grasped it on itself or without having anything programmed, right? and that's actually a cool thing.
0: It's amazing the similarities between humans and technology. It's almost as if we are super advanced organic robots that just like reset everything. And now we're just discovering ourselves slowly over again. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part of it. I just hope that like,
1: uh, I mean, the people are always talking about they're scared of the, uh, robots getting smarter or AI gets smarter than humans. I don't think so. I, th- I still think it's in our hands and they could maybe do many kind of tasks. Uh, but I would say we should always let them just be our assistant. Like, that's actually why we create them. Or right? we don't create, like, a better human because there is no possibility for that because we are the best creation, I think, in the world. But uh, we 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 need something which is maybe making our life a little bit easier, maybe something, like, which which makes it uh, more comfortable, maybe more fun. Right? And also, I mean, even there, uh, we have also ambitious, like, uh, thinking about, like, a dream and also vision about having even political changes through robotics or right? and also getting um like even uh, social jobs better paid or things like that through robotics because one day we have to start taxing robots or one day we have somehow to find a way where the flow back of money comes from not just to these people which automated and not just the robotic company but also to the whole folks Or right? and that's actually the next uh, i think thinking we have to already start and already talk about because the politicians have to make a change. If not, there will be a very big gap like everybody's talking about. I don't want to scare anybody. So there's not for sure, not uh, something they take all over the the jobs because there's still also new jobs created like the internet. Also, everybody was scared, but it changed just uh, the kind of jobs. And, but Robotics will change, like also major, like it will be a very big major uh, change in the whole world. And I think there we have already started thinking about how to make uh, close the gap, you know, how to let all these people also profit, which actually losing their jobs and maybe have to to get retrained for other kind of job, maybe more social, because I think that's what the future will look like. The people will have to be more social and uh, maybe uh, but better paid maybe or having different kinds of jobs and maybe easier jobs. Uh, like even if they will even change the jobs like in older people's homes or they sound not so attractive the jobs but I think with robotics we can actually make them attractive and to both sides even to the the people which are living there the older people maybe they, they the roads can do the task which humans like, which they never were comfortable with. I think you know what I'm talking about, and maybe also for both sides. And that I think we will find some win-win situation, but for that also there will be for sure some changes and uh, political changes about. And we have to think about taxing robot, making maybe somehow a flow back of money to make other jobs maybe more attractive again.
0: Are our governments talking about this? Is there like a group of people developing policy on robotics? <laughs> Until now, not actually, I was not a
1: political um, like uh, how to say group for uh, for industrial group. But for sure there, the interest is different because uh, if you now starting taxing robots, uh, there will be also less people buying robots. Maybe now, you know, because they maybe have to be first convinced by having a robot there uh, having good experience with it, and then later maybe start to attack them. So if I say it now, I'm actually just starting now, really a little bit earlier, because I really think that the new kind of robotics even have an advantage even their tax, because somehow we have to find a way or a flowback of the the, the like uh, the good which uh, which the people have when they just automate everything. I mean, they will be everywhere in restaurants. They will be in host- hospitals. They will be everywhere. Right? and making our lives easier, but also will take some jobs away. And there I think for sure there will be some, there have to be some changes and what well, we are also going to work on and also make some always some new, bringing some new examples maybe and some possibilities to uh, how it could look like or in the future.
0: Yeah, you've got my mind thinking a lot right now. So for example, like I'm thinking about this, like tax issue or the, this this conversation and I was thinking about myself as a programmer, and it, I was going more like philosophical here. So if I if I have this job, right, like I'm working this job, like nine to five, and I'm I'm engineering and I happen to write this automation that takes my job from nine hours to 30 minutes, right, or just completely gets rid of it, uh, the need for my position at this, and then I just take on new responsibilities. Did that automation technically like get rid of a job in a bad way or did it provide a convenience to everyone like did it amplify my capacity it's a it's a there's a lot of different ways to think about it
1: uh, i think both uh, so it, it will for sure like uh first of all i think right now it should give us just more capacity and also make our lives first easier i think it's the first step of automation that right? we should not like <laughs> Just think like uh, like everything is sunny and nice. I think there will be always people taking advantage of it, or right? <laughs> to save some money for sure. It's always like that, and and that's why I think it will not even be like something which really takes our jobs away, and we are all people are living on a street like many movies are showing. I'm I'm sure it's not because they all have to be somehow. Uh, there will be service of robots. There will be programming of robots. There will be many kind of new jobs uh, developed. Or right? but but for sure. There is like one day it will, uh, because we are producing more and more robots. Right? So they, they go somewhere. Right now we have a gap. So because right now of the civil society, I think we even need to have these robots closing this gap of because there's, I mean, more older people than younger people coming after. Right? And also there is uh, how do we pay them the retirement uh, fee and everything. Like how how does it go? Right? So this is why for now I think we should not think about, it is an issue for us is something which helps us and makes maybe the stressful life which we have right now maybe a little bit more calm Or, but i think when we if we're looking a little bit even further forward like there will come some time where they really take all the jobs which which are like uh, maybe makes our life also come uh, like uh, how to say it more comfortable but we there're still people which are losing their jobs and i think there it will be change of jobs so not losing sorry Uh, It's about the changing of jobs, so we have to retrain them for other things. We have to somehow get them maybe all in the social, because there I don't see robots at all, and I'm really not a fan of it, because having a robot uh, solving our social issues or uh, mental issues or whatever, so I think there will be always a human, and I hope it will be always a human, And um, because that's actually the thing. The robot should be just a tool of making our lives easier, happier, and, and the humans should actually care about humans and also um uh, like maybe being more social again having more time for uh, for each other having maybe a sh- uh, shorter uh, time of working like and things like that so that's actually and getting better payment actually in in jobs which are now like a social job they're really underpaid right now so even even here uh, you see like now do we uh, during covid uh, there's there's a lack of of social workers people or people in hospitals like nurses or or even doctors. I mean, and there, like this lag, we can uh, we cannot like just close right now with the robots. I think it will take some time. This lag, we should actually close maybe with better payment, like more like uh, better environment of, of these jobs, right? And that's actually I think also possible through taxing robots, having flowback somehow, and somehow make these jobs, which are for uh, for like meant for humans, actually the social jobs, make them more
0: attractive. So I hope I did not talk too much around it. <laughs> oh no, no, you've got you've got me all excited here because I, I hear I hear you with the taxing and the flowback, and I and I love the fact that like the nature of our reality is the government and laws lags far behind the economy and what actually happens typically. So they they kind of come in late after the fact. So this is like a conversation we're having about like twenty one oh one or something, <laughs> right? But for I wanted to run a thought experiment. So let's say that we wake up, like let's let's take it to an extreme to have some fun with it. Let's say, uh, you know, Hans Robot or Neuro Robotics, they make this robot amazing. It comes out and can make itself self assemble. And in 90 days, all the jobs in the world are learned and automated by these robots, right? Well, the nature of how like commerce and economics, like how it works is it's an exchange of value between people and those people agree upon the value as a collective, like our money doesn't mean much to the bears in the forest, right? So all of a sudden we would start valuing things differently, which would create just a mass change in, in what jobs look like, right? Because let's say that we all happen to value art and singing, right? Well, now now the same programmers that said to the truckers learn to program are being told by the vocalists learn to sing or or the artists learn to paint, right? It's we have to adapt, but at the same time, as a collection of people, we agree to what the things are that we value and then we exchange within that agreement. Um, So I think no matter what, we're going to be okay but that doesn't mean there's not going to be difficult moments because those transitionary periods where like we take one segment of a market and we completely automate it within a business year or two. And all of those people have this very difficult moment and have to transition. There will be a lot of pain along the way, but I mean, pain and growth are like tied permanently. Right. So I, I don't want to scare anybody. So it will be for sure. not.
1: Like it would be wrong from my side. I think just care people. I think, sure we will uh, we have to more concentrate like on the positive things because i'm just talking about the way that the politicians have to start one day to really make this change and also think about it but i think the, the automation and firstly will do like bring a very positive impact and that's actually why i'm doing it all right because i'm like i think i'm a social guy so i'm really my focus like even the first years like I'm coming out of this field or I'm really, I'm an engineer, but also like um, like a mechanical. So I'm, I'm coming out of that, like more in the automotive industry. But And then later I left like you ask doing like something social, doing like working with people on the streets, working with. And so that's why my like the whole purpose I, I see in robots actually is about bringing these two things together or something social and something like which will bring a very, big and positive impact to the world about solving big social issues. And that's actually the civil society. And there's also many other issues in the future. But I think the major one is the, uh, the civil society, which is a gap right now. We need people, which we don't have, actually. And uh, many governments try to solve it in their own ways. Right? and uh, But I think here is robotics, for sure, um, a solution for it. And that's actually why we are doing robots. But for sure, my thinking is always already even the step after <laughs> what happens then. So this is why uh, I'm trying to also like warn and also trying to like for sure I will work on it. That it never happens, or that my like robots I will never like uh, bring us actually a negative impact. Or that is actually for sure my purpose in life. But but for sure, like I think I'm always trying to already tell, or that we have to start thinking about it. And maybe after this conversation, somebody will have even a better idea, and I hope. So, and that's actually uh, what I'm trying to also achieve with with this. Uh, also sometimes a little bit sounds like a little negative things, but it's definitely not. Like, I'm not scared of it, and I would not do it if it would be bad for us.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm curious to know how how do you like choose what you name the robots? Do you and Hendrik? Uh, have a have like a drinking competition like how do you <laughs> how do you decide what you get to name the robots
1: actually we decided right now first we always write uh, things down like what's in the robot so it means like mira is like more like multi sensing, intelligent robotic assistant or that's the name so uh, so we have some words and then we put, trying to put them together and get like a name of it so this is how, how we for, uh, start. Mostly yes, uh, Hendrik is the guy which uh, actually puts all the uh, the words together. Later, later, he sent like a big list of many names, and we try to figure out some. And then somehow we decide for maybe two, three of them, and then send them in the group. And that's how we actually decided for Mira. Also, that's how we decided for Lara. But for math, actually, it's 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 cool because we have actually our software guys. It's like a guy which actually is on my side for, for a long time, like even from the beginning of robotics when I started, he was the first developer I hired, actually. And um, he was like this amazing character. And he's also, even in this company here he is the head of software and he's yeah, an amazing character. Everybody loves him. So that's why we named actually the robot Math because of him and because it fits also even like the mobile autonomous vehicle or like um, it's actually a mobile robot. And um, and that's how we... so. It depends actually. I think. But mostly we decide in one day. So <laughs> we never like slap over it, whatever. We we just have some names and then we decide really quick and I think they're good until now.
0: I hope you like them. They know I do. I love them. I thought they were cool. And and so how do you and I saw them because I was like, all right, you've got all these different you have a handful of different robots that have different purposes. And so I was curious are you just thinking of these ideas and building them and then finding people to sell it to or are people you have like your first one and people say okay well we also need a robot that can do this like how do you come up with the new ideas or how do the customers tell you what what's needed in the market
1: it's actually the experience over this uh seven years which i had before i think and also all these guys which joined the company actually have the same thinking so we were uh i was actually mostly suffering bringing like amazing robots But having no way to bring them to the market because they 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 sound like cobots or collaborative robots. They're supposed to help humans, to work with humans, to be like all the time side by side with humans. But the thing is to really bring them next to the human is a very big thing. Because there's like risk assignments. There's many big things which nobody talks about. So it's a negative things which don't make it actually able to work next to humans because of safety reasons and whatever. So, And there we were actually already starting, and I was all the time thinking there has to be something more. There has the, uh, first of all, to work with a human, I think the, the robot should know there is a human. And that's how actually we also, is the first of the key features which we started to develop here in this company. It's about having a sensor, the only sensor which can decide what's a human and what's the other object. Right? Until now, there is nothing like that. So and that's how we started, and we developed something which is crazy, uh, which can actually from uh, three meters it can decide like there is a human, and then we can actually track the human and also see like what a human does and actually uh, react on that. So this is actually how we did it. We developed something which is able to work with the human, even knowing that it's a human, and also having like never the, the contact with human if the human don't wants it. So it means. The first of the rules should be like a a robot should never harm a human. Or That's, I think, the most important thing about having through all these movies, I think, always the the robot is something bad. But in our sense, the robot is not able to harm a human because it knows it's a human. There's a safety control behind, which tells in a redundant way and also diverse way, there is no possibility to go into the human or getting the tool into the human. And that's actually, until now, it was not possible. We made it possible. And uh, the other cobots right now. So, all this, I think, uh, I saw that you, you, you were saying, like, you, you have already get already contact with a collaborative robot. But the robot actually, until now, just hit to something and then it stops. But the, the robot does not know it's a human. So, it's just something it went into. So, it had a limited spores and that's it. So, nothing special on it. And, and that's, I think, not the way how we can make a safe interaction with the human. Because if you take a knife and you can give a knife, like, or something sharp, it does not even have to be a knife. You go into slowly into a human, is still bad, right? And um, that's actually the thing. With the new kind of uh robotics, what we are doing, the cognitive robot, we know it's a human, we know this environment, and we know actually how to interact with it. And that's actually the the most uh I think advan- the biggest advantage of it.
0: Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, when I was playing with that robot, the the five-pound pressure limit or whatever, when that would stop it and just cause it to go off. I never thought about like, if it had a knife, that five pound pressure limit would just go right through you. Yeah, that that would be not good.
1: <laughs> it's not even a knife. There's even grippers right now, the collaborative grippers, they're not able to be collaborative, because there is like a limited force. So there's like a norm It's then. <laughs> so I, I find it a lot with it. So this why I know even every norms of it. And there is actually even a, a human body and there is like a pressure amount, which is allowed on every kind of body part, you know, and they tested it actually on real humans. And that's how the norm get up. So (laughs) to see this norm is actually already crazy because I think even in like in a face part or whatever, you can never define that the robot is never going into your face because you have maybe to do something falls down, you go a little bit down and the robot can hit you in the face. And there's actually nothing allowed because if it goes into your eyes or whatever, nothing is allowed. So and right now, I think there is no good cobots. I can say even the cobot which I developed before. I would say it's not good enough to really work and interact with the human. And that was so difficult. So that's why. And we were always thinking how to change that. And and that's how everything came up, actually. So then we started to do this development. And then I thought, okay, it would be great if you can just talk to the human, maybe, because Siri is also talking to it. And then later we started, okay, maybe if we add this one, we we can even have like a sensitive skin so you can touch the robot. Uh, and it knows actually where the force is coming from, so you can have like a joist or something. So we do like many cool things which were never done before. And that's actually... But it came by, uh, step by step and a very short time, <laughs> very fast and short steps. Actually,
0: That is exciting. I didn't know you get pressure maps and being able to see the humans and it can tell like when people are different heights or where they're wearing like different clothes, it can figure all of that out.
1: Actually, our robot even knows by voice that it's me. So if I go there and I say, hi, Mira, she will say, hi, David. And if the other guy goes there, it will tell us their name if it knows the, the voice. you know. So it's actually very precise with the voice and also precise with the, with the face because we have even face detection. So we do have even redundant way of knowing that it's me. That's why always when I come there, I ask her how she uh, how she's doing. And she will always say, hey, David, I'm fine. and what? And that's actually the cool thing. It's like little features. They are already there. Like I think everybody who works like in the AI field and uh, seen like it, they saw already a lot of things, but never in the robot. And that's what we did. Actually.
0: That is so. Where is your factory
1: located? Actually, right now in Germany. So right now we are doing every produced robot actually here in Germany in Hamburg. So we're actually Hendrix. Um, like it's more the the, tech, the mechanical and ele- like el- electronical part. And here in, in Metzing, where is the headquarter, actually, here we have mostly
0: um, the whole software, AI part and sensor development part. After the lockdown's done, I'm going to tell my team, like, I want to book a trip out to your factory and see it. Come <laughs> here. I mean, we have really cool things. And the, the thing is, we are
1: sometimes we're even forgetting what uh, how cool it is because we somehow work every day, so we're also suffering. So there's not everything working right away or uh, so we sometimes really we uh, like I would say we never sleep. So we always working. All the guys also. It's not just me or something. So every every the team is even suffering more than me. I would say so. Everybody's like really working on making something impossible possible. And during this time, then you see like the, the things which when they're started and really recognize my face, recognizing when I'm talking to, uh, grabbing things which are not. It does not even know how to know it before. So, like doing all these things, uh, then you realize how cool it actually is. And even there, you don't realize because you realize, realize most of when the people come from outside, they have never seen that before. Like even robotic specialists, like robotic guys, and then they see that and they always say like the same thing. Well, it's crazy. Like that's really the new era. And before, they always thinking we are talking just about uh, like we doing like a marketing talk, but we don't. Like we do really cool things which. I think nobody have ever done before and that's actually yeah the great thing
0: we gotta we gotta start like actually putting out like content that says you're the Elon Musk of robotics, because I think that you would carry that title like really well. And I just see the future. And like the thing is, in the future, you know, these things exist. And someone's got to be finding the currently applicable business models and building the robotics and having the vision. And then the way you describe your team working reminds me of you know, how you would hear of like the Tesla employees working or the SpaceX employees working because they're on this mission together and they want to achieve this outcome. And, you know, you guys are so advanced. It, I was talking with Erwin. Uh, He's a CTO, a field CTO of this company called Tentree, right? And they focus on like digital transformation. So they help companies go through digital transformation. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, how does a company like yours, I mean, you guys are just, you're in the future, you're building the future. Do you, do you think about digital transformation? Is that a buzzword that comes up? Like, or how do you look at it?
1: Actually? Yeah. I'm not really lo- looking like for some cool words or something. We're just looking into like my job actually. And that's how I actually got into that uh, stuff is I saw like, I, I love the technologies. I love like things which are happening and you don't really have even an answer how it happened. Right. And, and that's actually, how I more and more like looked on all kind of applications, like in the automotive industry, in all kind of aerospace, and all kind of things. And then I, my, my, I started somehow thinking about how can we maybe make the robot have disabilities, or how can we actually use this maybe inside the robot. And that's how actually, but there is no like really. I think everybody here is just super motivated and has uh, the freedom of doing something which he wants. And that's actually uh, the company. So for sure, they're. There it's me. Maybe sometimes uh, not really always happy with things or whatever, but I think everybody here knows exactly we're doing something which is crazy. We're doing something. Everything is allowed, as as long as something which uh, which brings uh, like um, like a future of a uh, feature of a human into a robot, and that's actually the whole t- task and also the whole goal of, <laughs> and vision of like making creating something which is super super similar than a human but still not a human because we're not trying to copy a human again, because sometimes people understand me wrong and they think, oh, he's creating, you think he's God, whatever. I don't. And um, I have a God and I believe in God, but I I think there is something which the next uh, era of humans is actually having maybe more time for more important things. And that's actually for sure with the new era of robots, because they're able to do tasks, which we were doing until now, which we did not like. We don't want to automate things, which we like. We want to automate things which we won't uh, we don't like for the next time to do it or to make other people do it i
0: i fully agree i often have gotten people have misinterpreted what i've said when i'm taught like i a while back i was having this uh, imagination of the future where you would have these robots that could mine and harvest the materials to make more robots and it was an autonomous robot feedback loop that would produce robots that would then do all the jobs we don't want to do so that we could do whatever we wanted to do. And so I've had a lot of people have a big difficulty with wrapping their mind around that. And for me, it's pretty easy. It's like, okay, since day one of engineering, when I could write some, write some code, I was like, that's cool. Let's see what else I can do. And let's, let's automate that. And then I was creating chat bots like 12 years ago, you know, and, and just having fun with them and, and, whoa, look, look how close we could get this to a person. And then I was exploring like emotion detection APIs. And I've been super geeky about this stuff for my entire life. And it's in all the sci-fi. And I was so surprised because I started doing some research and books written 50, 80, 100 plus years ago are imagining this stuff. We've been imagining this stuff since before electricity even existed. And to me, that's fascinating like it's easy to imagine it now because we're so close in the movies and everything but if you go read some writings from like the 1800s there are people imagining this stuff
1: oh yes yes they started like super super early about like having first a picture of like some metal being like which is looking similar like a human and doing some task for us there is a lot of writings I, I also read uh, the history like even um, but it never came through somehow like it was not a time for it all right so it is always like a development uh, for uh, needed for that. So it means uh, in the 1960s, actually, we found the first robots into the market. It was actually at uh, Ford, or right, also in the US. So and right afterwards, every automotive company started to do automation, or right, because it makes actually bring our cost down for robot and also make like all this really heavy task, like also the difficult task, make them automated, or right, and also always in the same quality and cheaper and things like that. So. It brings us already a very huge advantage, but until now, it was somehow far away because it was somehow closed uh, somewhere in, in the factories and that's it, right? but now it's coming a little bit closer. and There is actually Hollywood doing a not really great job for us. <laughs> I think they do, <laughs> do it more difficult for us, but I think that's also a good thing because people are more questioning things maybe, and also like we have to somehow bring something which is really positive so they accept it. Or, and that's actually our work right now. So, bringing something and making something which they see, it will clearly be a, a very positive impact to them. And then they start to buy it. Right? Because the market has also, <laughs> like, uh, it has to grow first. Right? And that's actually, um, but yes, you're right. Actually, the, um, it took a long time, and the people were all the time already uh, like, thinking about it for many, many, many years. I just thought, like, eight, nine years ago, I think. <laughs> but uh, somehow now I think uh, I know everything about robotics and I know actually it's my key vision.
0: The timing is right for you. And I think you're right too. When, when you said that there's some fear there or Hollywood, I, I believe that there's almost like a purpose to everything, right? So I know that sounds strange that I believe there's a purpose to things, but I do. And it's almost as if that... Conver- like the scariness that maybe Hollywood might portray, although they, they do both sides of it, but the fear ones tend to be cooler, right? But uh, that actually creates the conversation. And so it, it creates this greater responsibility within the general public to make sure rule number one is don't harm humans, right? And, and so that maybe creates a benefit there, or maybe just the act of the fear creating the conversation actually builds the market for it you listen to tony robbins he says you know you get what you focus on right so it's like let's focus on positive outcomes for robots that's
1: true that's actually the thing because um like a plane is actually to maybe built for uh, like transfer uh transporting people or but there's also jets like which are just fighter uh, like fighters which are bombing things so there's always uh, like a like a tank and there's always um, like an ambulance car or there is like everything like you can always it's i think always in human hands and that's why i think as long as in in our hands that's why i also also talk always to our we are focusing on the good things and uh, we are not interested in military stuff even it sounds cool maybe in games but uh, military stuff actually is there to kill people and i i i would never support that but uh, but others like um we can do like many other good things out of it and, and that's actually always in our hands and i think as long as we are doing it we can do something
0: great out of it. That's the beautiful thing about getting older in life is you kind of look around and you're just like, okay, well, no one else is doing this. Maybe it's my responsibility now. I guess I'm the one that's going to step up and and do it. And then you get to help, you know, shape history and humanity as a whole. I think it's super cool. I I was also curious, like when you were talking about your team, um, you know, we had a bunch of questions people sent in, they were asking about culture and things of that nature, but it seems like them being on this mission and being so passionate about it, that that kind of bypasses a lot of the culture th- issues that might come up. Right. Um, it seems like people are genuinely motivated by accomplishing this. Uh, and if I'm wrong, let me know. But like, have you ever encountered problems with culture at a company? And Never. Like we have about uh, 20 different uh, cult- uh, cultures inside, like def-
1: uh, 20 de- uh, different uh, country, like uh, people from 20 different countries, even more, I think. So they are from everywhere, like even like com- uh, countries like Iran or which everybody sanctions <laughs> or like uh, about all kind of uh, countries. But I think nobody here really judge about it. And I think nobody really, I, like, I would not even let it happen because I think we are here very multi multicultural and every culture brings something good and, and different thinking inside. Just for, I think it's actually a very positive impact. You have that many different kind of cultures, different thinkings, different approaches of thinking, and and that actually makes it, I think, even more. I would actually encourage everyone to not like uh, try to be like one, uh, like. Let everybody, like, let the people on the, uh, decide on their abilities and not about their, like, where they come from or what, uh, you know, even their plans. They are m- mostly different when they come in, but they change them, like, over time when they get infected, <laughs> I would say, by, by this vision or uh, when they also start believing in it. And then you see the change of the people. They don't talk about their religions, they don't talk about things which they would maybe do in other companies, but here not, because they all work together and they all know we are all fighting for one thing. The same thing, and there's something which calls a robot, and something which is bringing good to to the world, and that's actually what we're working on.
0: I like it. I like that. It tends. It seems like it. It seems like companies are creating the unity almost in, in one regard. Like we used to think of the unity through the government or the team, the country that we're a part of. They would create the unity by the mission, like. In, in the U.S., it was the space shuttles, you know, back in the day, and that would create unification. But it seems like politically, a lot of the countries are just really split up, right, across across the world. And then some of these companies, like your company, right, like NeuroRobotics or Hans Robot, uh, SpaceX, the Tesla's, like these companies are creating these missions and collecting these groups of people and this passion to achieve these outcomes. And honestly, I love that we have unity emerging because when we're all aligned together uh, to achieve an outcome, that is a better life. I have lived life unaligned uh, on a project or a mission or just kind of floating around. And then I have lived life aligned. and it's not about moving to a new country or changing this or buying that or a bigger or smaller you know house or flat or whatever it may be it's really about like, am I connected to like a mission and a purpose? And am I doing good work with other people who are focused too? Those are the things that bring me joy, like personally and professionally.
1: That's for sure. Yes. I think for myself the same, or I mean, before I actually had this mission, (laughs) I was thinking completely different. I was never thinking about like spending all of my day and night here <laughs> and doing something which has a purpose, maybe for me now. Now I'm just thinking different. But um, I think if you have a purpose in life, then then you're working on it and you give like all your heart inside. And I think mostly uh, you don't think about the unnecessary things, about like different cultures, about things like problems or whatever. You're mostly thinking about they're de- differently solving the things or uh, something. It's, it's just a different, completely different mindset, I would say. Yeah, I think my life got changed a lot. Like before I was also doing cra- crazy and good things, and I love them. I actually spent time in the US like for one and a half years, I was, I was in San Francisco, close to San Francisco, working on some social, as a social worker, actually, so as a case manager, for people which were homeless, people came out of prisons. And um, it, was, it was an amazing time, and it actually teach me a lot, right? The the first thing, first of all, you can achieve everything if you just do it, right? And the other thing is about you always need a purpose. If not, you will lose your life. You're, you know, and that's actually how you see it, like also in people, which like, maybe are role models, and then they like sometimes I'm I'm not sure if I'm okay, but uh, so sometimes they even like. Kill themselves or they get into depressions and everything because somehow they achieved everything and then they they they, they were looking they have a, like emptiness and i think if you have some a goal like which is never ending and to change the world to something good is never ending or helping the humanity like to make be even better or like in changing things in a positive way like also il musk does or like he has very big ambitious dreams right and he really believes in it and that's why he's also successful and that's also why he's Always the you know, people, not many people uh, like uh, talk bad about him or the most really like, enjoy when he's talking, whatever, because he's not talking about political things. He's talking about like dreams or making something good. And that's actually also, I think, having some crazy good job, which, which you enjoy doing it and having a real purpose on it. Yes. And I can encourage everyone because it's for everybody possible. That was actually also the lesson I got taught when I was uh, in San Fran, uh, like, Working with all those people, I started actually writing with them. Like I heard one guy; he was actually he was a multimillionaire, but uh, he was once on the street, and he actually told actually one thing. He wrote us a book about it. I'm not sure how it calls, but he told me one thing: you can be whatever you want if you just do it, or just write a book uh, and 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 then go step for step, and then you will achieve it. And and then when you really think about it deeply, it's it's true. And that's how I started actually working with these people on the street. I trying to like. First of all, uh, find what's actually your purpose or in life, because everybody has a purpose. I, I believe in it, and uh, and then actually, even if it's super big. or right, there was one guy; he was actually talking about astrophysics, like, and he was not even having a high school degree. So this is why it was difficult for me to explain it, but it was a way to there, and he made it actually. And that's actually, I think, the big thing: the people should start believing in, and then. don't like to sit around or just do it. And that's the thing, you know, there is always step for that. There's always possibility to get there and, but you really need to do it. That's actually mostly the laziness of us humans. Even for myself, I had completely different thinking before and um, yeah, trying to get somehow rich without having, uh, and like, it doesn't matter how, even if I marry Paris Hilton or whatever, there was a dream. (laughs) uh, Yeah. But later actually, I, I, like I understood that there is actually, even this is not the purpose and you will never be happy with it, right? Like you have to somehow make something and then later um, have having money is something good, but this is something which comes I think afterwards if you're doing a great job and that what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely figure out like purpose and then, then the money comes because you have to do something for a long time and you got to really pour yourself like completely into it.
1: Yes, we had some suffering days, I mean, Some of my teams, they're joining like they're with me already since I think from the beginning, nine years about. So there was really like a time where we did not sleep. We did not have the weekends like everybody. We did not have Christmas or uh, or Easter. Not because we did we were suffering. We don't have money. No, it's because we want to have something bigger. We are we we aim for something. To achieve something in a record time. It was always my thing. I don't want to do something. I always want to have it tomorrow. And that's actually also something my issue, but also sometimes a good thing. And uh, I think we also established a company. It's also South of Germany was actually the third company. And there actually we dreamed Volkswagen came to us and, and talked about like a tool which is like. Having everything in zero gravity, so like every part, even at up to 150 kg, you can handle with your two fingers, and you're doing robotics, and robotics is actually doing the same thing. You uh, you can get so, and then we start. Okay, that's a cool thing. We do it, and then we had like four months to having like something which was not even a scratch. There, we 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 signed it. I designed it with my one of my fr- best friends there. And then we had our software developer, which is even today, and and we made it happen. And four months later, we we bring it actually to Volkswagen. There was like the start of production, actually on the on the line. And we really like the night, the whole night we were working on it. We were still not sure if it happens. And in the morning we stopped it, and it was directly perfect on time. Right? And uh, the whole system runs. We were done like for the next half a year. But but we made it. Right? And there was a side work, uh, work. You know, we I managed two other companies at the same time. And in the night we were we were driving the Whole night, like to, to the other, like even was another country because I was living in, in Switzerland. But we drove to Germany and then we made the product or right? and we made like something crazy and it was like a hobby. Also, we suffered. We like every day, I was thinking, Why did I do that? or right? and I spent all my money inside everything. Like, I was, um, but later we figured out it was something good. We teach, right? we get a, a lesson out of it, or right? even for today. I always know even how how stressful it is it was n- it will never be as stressful as it was before, so this is why um, I think that's always important to get away there or right? uh, and that's how you can also handle this big stress yeah,
0: and that's one of the reasons why everybody really respects Elon Musk because he's like he already he did pay like he had his paypal exit he had his hundred million plus dollars and then he's just like let's go at it again and and then he builds the companies and he, he just keeps getting back up and doing it and you know everyone it's like an interstate you know a, a road you can choose to exit you can choose to get off the highway but some people just keep driving down that highway uh as long as they they can as long as they have gas in the car or electric battery in the car <laughs> As long as they have fuel, energy.
1: That's actually the thing. Always when I see him and I see his story, I love it because he's actually doing exactly the right thing. Because he would not be Elon Musk if he would stop before. He is the guy which just uh, put all his money in again and just did it again. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm super sure that he was in the time when he invested his money, he was thinking many times, oh my God, I did the biggest mistake in my life. And that's actually what everybody <laughs> think, I think. And that's what we also thought. And uh, I mean, he is doing it like in a very big way. I mean, I still have to work for my life, I think. <laughs> but he, I mean, with after selling uh, PayPal, he would not have to work anymore. But he still did it. All right? uh, but I think today he knows why he did it. And I think he's happy about it. And, and that's actually, I think, the purpose in life. Or, uh, doing something which is bringing something good and making people also believe because he made many people believe in dreams right? and that's actually why he's a star. Right?
0: So so as we start to wrap up I want to know like what are you learning right now as a leader?
1: i actually learning like trust uh, so I'm actually I'm, I'm a believer so I really believe in, in God and um, I, I started like trusting in things and I always know that things are never happening because of some, some like it's always the reason behind that's what i learned the most because i see now many things coming up and then i really see actually how i got leaded all the time and why many bad things happened before which are now a good thing or and and the other is about um, what i get actually what i learn out of it is actually that everything we're doing we have to have fun of it or and that's the only like uh, possibility to enjoy it and also to um, like to try to see it positive, even if sometimes it looks not positive actually, because that's actually the most difficult thing. And I think many people know me also as a uh, sometimes as an angry guy. Or I'm coming in and I'm like because I have some vision goals and I sometimes I'm so deep inside that I I think uh, the whole world goes down and uh, whatever. But we did already amazing steps. Right? And sometimes and that's actually what I'm trying and what I'm getting learned right now. Like I'll sometimes in a hard way that I just like sometimes go uh, one step back and looking from outside again, and then thinking about how great and how crazy it is actually what we did until now. And then I somehow go back in and see like the, all the guys in a positive way again. And every engineer like as as, as the really hero or, um, but before when I went outside, they were all like people which made everything wrong, you know? <laughs> and, and that's what I think. Yeah, I, trust, I get more trust. And uh, like in... In the leading way of God, and also in and in, in my engineers and in my
0: colleagues in my uh, team, it's it's a tough thing. It's a constant area of my growth as well. Like I I struggle with with you know trust and faith and patience. Uh, those are I'd say some of the biggest items for me and like. You know, this week I was super excited to go see like the first space launch, rocket launch ever, but then it got scrubbed. It got canceled. So I just found out today and I was like, you know what? There's going to be something positive here. There's a really good reason why it got moved. Like everything's going to realign and it's going to be great. But there would be times, you know, earlier in my uh, maturity cycle, right where I would just be like so frustrated like why is this happening this sucks like my plan and now I'm learning I guess after enough time in life <laughs> I'm just learning that look it always works out and whenever I'm in a really deep difficult place later I realize in hindsight like that prepared me for this blessing or this great thing that was going to happen to me in the future and then it it allows you to like slowly build that faith and build that trust that everything's going to work out, and uh, yeah, it's it's one of the more interesting parts of life. <laughs> really, yes, and uh, but we have to get learned of,
1: or that's why we're going through the time. Like, and um, yes, I was many times like actually uh, sober, like really broke down and see like, oh, my world is ending, everything is bad. Whatever. And and then always something good out, came out. Like, even this year, like last year with COVID, or I mean, we started our company. We were like, we made like our goals. They were ambitious. They were like crazy. Nobody believed in it. And many people even laughed about it. That's actually what I love on it. So that's why I want to like prove that whatever they say, we will make it happen and we'll make it even faster than I said. Right? And um, then the, the most hard thing is like, we actually want to launch it on the, on the fair, like the automatic the, the biggest automation fair like and in Munich. And so we want to launch there as like as a secret thing. So we come up and then we have the craziest show. Like we we organize everything like really crazy. And then we everything got cancelled, you know? And that was our first down but like even the whole team, like everybody, like even myself, I was like thinking, oh my God, you know, we made everything for it. And then we made it happen. Why? You know? And and somehow in this time, like when we had actually, when we were still not really ready for it, even we we could show maybe some cool things, but having something, uh, we would just concentrate on the show again, and then we would be farther away for a commercialized product. Right. So this is why I took it actually a very positive, and then we had a very cool plan for. Uh, future days like we had a huge hall with a lot of seats and everything and even that got cancelled so and then we had to go online but then we actually reached out for more people so it actually was not bad so it was until now we see just positive and like even we thought it's bad but today actually we are super happy with it.
0: oh I'm glad it worked out well you have, a, you have a fantastic day my friend and if you need anything just let us know and we're here to help you okay
1: I awesome. for you the same like uh, have a good time and stay safe stay healthy and thank you so much for this evening it was great
0: thank you so much for listening and if you found this episode useful please share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would get value from it and if you have topics that you would like to hear discussed on the podcast either add me on linkedin or send me an email joel at moderncto.io Every time I get an email or LinkedIn message, it absolutely makes my day and inspires me to keep going.